If you think TPK stands for Tender Pretty Kisses, then you might be playing it wrong. Or you might be playing something else. I don't know. Ah, gentle listeners, welcome to episode 11, season 2 of Playing It Wrong. It's a fun-filled episode because I was really busy last week and I didn't get an episode recorded. I had a whole list of things to do, like reach out to some of the OSR anchorites, and I didn't even get that crap done. And it's still going to be, like, crazy as usual. I will have to ask for your forgiveness on this episode, and uh, probably for the next mm, couple episodes, probably till about May, when hopefully life gets a little more calm again. And yes, you heard that background noise of me rocking around in my chair, and we have our live studio audience of two dogs, both which had a wonderful time this morning watching me work my ass off in the garden, while they ran around in the backyard. <clears throat> so, what have we got this episode? Let's play catch up with the Labyrinth Lord campaign first. Alright, just to get you back up to speed, I am running Keep on the Borderlands with Advanced Labyrinth Lord. And, um, I think Keep on the Borderlands is old enough, I don't have to spoiler alert, that somewhere in there is a Medusa, and the party ran into it. And they're still first level. <sighs> This was also um, some of the players' first uh, contact with save or die. I mean, really strong save or die because, well, let's see, NPC Cleric died, one of the dragons died, the ranger eventually died, but that, w and that was poison. But it was funny because the first time I've looked at Medusa, save versus petrification. All right, now I attack, save again. Well, I already made my... Oh, wait, I'm looking at her, aren't I? Yeah, you're looking at her save again, which he made. So no one was turned into stone, which was the good part. But it was almost a complete and total TPK, saved only by the last standing character, which was the Bard, who managed to do the last bit of damage to finish off the Medusa while wielding a minus two cursed sword. So that was that was a rather joyous moment. Everyone's like, yay! So moving the group fast forward, they uh, go to town. We take some more quests on for the church for raising, getting a couple of raised deads, which unfortunately the ranger failed his resurrection survival, so he's dead. So new character is a cleric ranger, which is guiding them to the lost temple of Sathagwa, or the frog demon thing. Because I can't pronounce words correctly. Sorry. Anyway, so he guides them there. They get their first room, guard room, lizard men. Lizard Man crits before mentioned Cleric Ranger. And the Cleric Ranger dies. Party goes down fast. And since we're playing at the FLGS and we don't have a lot of spare time to alright, everybody roll up a new damn character. <coughs> I just took him took him prisoner. He rolled up a new character, he's a paladin now. And they've been going through the temple. They've got one level left of the temple, the main level. And we ended the session with them, with, remember, no cleric. The only healing we got, they've got right now is a first level paladin's lay on hands, which ain't crap. They're fighting some skeletons. And it's down to, well, it's going to be a TPK with frickin' skeletons. One, they ain't got no cleric to turn undead. Two, they didn't rest at all. They had the money to buy a lot more potions, but they didn't. So we're going to see what happens next session, because we ended it as a elf that they ran across that was imprisoned along with them also, well, fell to the floor. We'll see what happens. 
Alright, what's up next? In case you haven't been paying attention, and if you're another one of the Anchorites, the web interface has some neat new analytics. So I would like to say thank you for my estimated audience size of a whopping 34 people, whoever you are, and especially those few people who are in Sweden, Norway, the UK, Germany, and the less than 1% in lots of other countries around the world. I don't know where they come with these numbers, but anyway. That's the numbers, and we'll see how that goes. kind of felt like I had more with than 34, but, you know, the other analytics were just, like, listens and not any real, I guess, math behind it. So if somebody listens to 10 episodes, that's 10 listens. So hopefully this is a little more useful and gives you a realistic idea of what's going on. And speaking of going on, let's go on to an actual topic about gaming this episode. I'm sure you're waiting for that instead of me rambling on aimlessly. All right, what do we got this weekend? We're going to talk about converting. So, why? Well, first of all, let's talk specifically about D&D, because 5e is everyone's darling. It's the mainstream darling of the time. But there's a lot of good stuff out there that ain't for 5e. And there's a lot of people who 5e isn't their thing. And... Okay, I haven't run across anything for 5e that I said is really, really great. But I would say my favorite of the modules that uh, Watsi has put out has been Out of the Abyss, which I'm thinking about actually picking up because I played it and only had a crappy DM, and I've bitched about that before. But I might run it for our group sometime, even though two of them have already been through it. But I want to put a spin on it. Way, way, way back in the day in the Army, uh, my job was... Okay, I'll admit it. I did a lot of translation. So one of the first things you learn in translation is you translate meaning, not words. So when you're converting game systems, a supplement or a class or an adventure, usually the DM is converting an adventure. My humble opinion is you convert the meaning, not the math. While math seems like the most logical way, it may not. You know, an orc is an orc. Well, you're right. An orc is an orc, of course, of course, unless, of course, the orc is the wonderful Mr. Orc. Anyway, but how many orcs? You know, facing ten orcs for a first-level party of any edition would be challenging. When you get a little higher level, the I guess the diversions of power becomes much more obvious. So, hey, like in our 5e game, which, you know, you know how my last couple games have ended in cliffhangers? Our 5e game also ended in a cliffhanger. If you remember right from, I think, a previous episode when I mentioned that open door, three mana cores come up, tear apart the barbarian, he drops, and me as the bard goes, okay, fine, we'll just close the door. And that's where we ended. Of course, the DM doesn't want us to just leave his dead-ass body there, but it's tempting. I'm not a nice bard. I'm a murder bard, okay? I think, honestly, here, for as far as converting, one of the first things you really have to do is understand both systems rather well or at least ignore one system pretty well i let me let me let me clarify that not necessarily ignore the system but just go by the fluff and now the dogs are talking to each other with the neighbor's dog oh this is going to be so much fun so the first step really isn't translating the crunch it's translating the fluff look at the descriptions look at the descriptions of the monsters don't worry about that and, and speaking of descriptions of monsters and eh, that's gonna be a later episode so We'll call that a teaser of next episode, okay? It's a teaser on next episode, so you know what I'm talking about. Or you're not, I know. I'm, I'm setting back 
podcasting 20 years right now. So look at the description of what the monsters, the items, and the traps do, and then put them into the system of your choice. This works. This is very easy with similar systems like all of D&D and its various editions, but if you're going to something like, oh, let's say I have this really cool OSR module, but I want to run it with Savage Worlds, that's going to be a lot of different conversions. So you have to convert what it feels like, what the meaning of all the words of the monster's descriptions of the monster stats are. And just doing it by the numbers, it's probably going to come out a little wonky. Now, this is just my opinion from trying to do this way back in the day to try to convert things from like hero to D&D and vice versa. Converting, you know, basic role playing, i.e. room quest in D&D. You know, the stat scale is similar, but the numbers kind of mean different things. So it didn't quite work out right the way I wanted it to. So now I'm going to go back to D&D because I know I've talked about other systems. Let's go back to the additions of D&D. One of the things is, is if you've got, especially like a Swords and Wizardry module, here's my trick for converting Swords and Wizardry really easy to 5e. Triple the hit points and just use the monster that way. That's it. Keep the armor class the same. Doesn't matter about the save DCs from the character. Just let the monster make the save from Savage or Wizard. Just let it. It doesn't matter. Yes, I know somebody's going like, it matters! The math matters! No, it doesn't matter that much. Now, as a DM, you got to challenge the players, but as a DM, you also want to make your life as easy as frickin' possible. So, and hey, one of the key rules is NPCs and monsters don't have to follow the same rules as player characters. Live with it. So with that, dear listeners, that is my... That was me throwing an index card, in case you want to know. That is my little take on converting. Do it the easy way. Do the meaning, not the math. And this means I'm moving on to reading from the Holy Tomes from the Little Brown Books. And I know it's been two weeks, but we are still on Volume 2, Monsters and Treasures. And we are just starting on the monsters themselves. Because last time we went over just the monster reference table at the beginning of the book. And we're going to do a few monsters, anything that makes interesting. Anything that makes interesting? Let me speak good English. Oh, God, it's going to be one of these. So monster descriptions. We're going to start with men. There are several categories of men. Yeah, don't we all know it? Uh, Bandits are normal men. And they have leaders and blah, blah, blah. Um, And there's really nothing really fantastic about that. (laughs) It's just examples of bandits. And we go through a whole page of bandits, berserkers, brigands, dervins, domoets, and buccaneers, cavemen, mermen, which for some reason are the men. And we finally get into goblins. Okay, a monster. It takes a page of men, but now we get to goblins. They're small animals described in chainmail. I love how they did this in the old book. Like, go, go see chainmail. Do you know how many other books still continue doing this? Hey, you want this, Dad? Go get another book. Um, they see well in darkness or dim light. But they subtract one from their attack and morale dice in sunlight. They attack dwarves on sight. Don't we all? Their hit die must always be equal. At least... What is this sentence? Their hit dice must always equal at least one pip. That really makes no sense. Composition of force. Because this is all about a war game, remember? Okay, so we have goblins. When in their lair, the goblin king will be found. He will fight as a hobgoblin in all respects. He'll be surrounded by a body of from 5 to 30. Roll five six-sided dice in case 
math is hard, guards as hobgoblins also. Now I'm going to continue on with kobolds because kobolds are, well, treat them like they're goblins. Except they have fewer hit points. Now the orcs, yeah, I'm going to leave the orcs in it next week because orcs deserve, I mean, orcs are special. I'm going to do just orcs next episode because orcs are cool. Orcs are the standard monster. And, well, they deserve more than just a passing glance, all right? And I know this episode's a little short, but hey, what the hell. Um, it's been a hell of a two weeks. Uh, if you were following on me, well, you know, I just got finished, well, mostly done in the frickin' garden. So that's my adventure this weekend. And it was house chores last weekend, all right? So, and more of that's still going on. I still haven't got my frickin' taxes done, so that's got to get done. I got cars to get registered and all that crap. So, yeah, things are going to be touch and go. I've got a full plate. And I know you don't want to hear about me bitching about my personal life, but hey, since you made it this far, you might as well listen to this crap, too. All right, with that, I will say thank you for listening. Visit the blog. It's a might be gazebos.blog, and it's a letter B, not B-E, because I'm an idiot. Also, check us out on Facebook. Just search for They Might Be Gazebos, which I spelled correctly there. Or you can drop us an email at magicpigmedia at gmail.com. Or if you're listening on the Anchor app, leave a voicemail. I know I've been horrible about doing that to other Anchorites. Uh, I gotta call the guys at Dicer Screaming. And I owe good old Colin a call or two. Probably Tim Shorts as well. Alright, with that, thanks for listening, folks. And hey, roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have some fun. Because we need to have some more fun in this world, alright? Fun.